When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, no one ever thinks about the groovy lonely decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yuggies get to play. yo ho yo Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are covering episode seven of Below Deck Sailing. Bravo called it strip for the tip, shaking my head. (laughs) And we have decided to call it ticking Tom Bomb. And here's Jen for your rapid recap. Okay, Tom feels like his firing is imminent and Gary doesn't allay that fear when he tells Tom he's even lost sleep over the major screw up. The guests arrive and Daisy meters their expectations for the talent show. Tom takes a sledgehammer to the thin ice he's on by gossiping with Colin instead of proving his worth. Ashley tries desperately to convince the world that she's not jealous of Gabby. Glenn phones for a new deckhand. Kelsey gets a crash course in not crashing and does the right thing, waking Gary when she wasn't sure about something. The next day, Glenn gets a text that a new deckhand is available and lets Tom go mid-charter. Gary goes to finally take a break, and that's when the guests decide to do water sports. Gabby tells Marcos that everyone is seated, and Marcos misunderstands and throws her under the water taxi to Daisy. The talent show is a mix of cringe and laughs. Kelsey had to cover for the interior because Daisy gave Gabby an on-deck time of seven, and Jim is an early riser. Gary is frustrated that they're a man down and unable to get their own work done and argues with Daisy. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. So where would you like to begin here? Let's just let Tom go. How about we do that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Exactly the same way that Glenn did. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I did a poll last night and I should have done it last week, being sick last week. I was a little out of it, but I did a poll to see where everybody stood with how they thought it should go down with Tom. 65% of the people thought that he should get canned. 25% thought he should get one more chance and 10% thought he should be chamois boy for life. So Hmm. most everybody agreed with Glenn, but there is a pretty big group I saw on Twitter that was sad to see Tom go. Because, okay, well, whatever. I think they think he's a sweet guy and is just learning. And I think if you compare him to Ashley, he might be sweet. (laughs) 
I think like Glenn thinks, I think his head's not in the game. And I honestly thought that Glenn should have cut him right away. But Glenn waited out to see what Tom would do with the opportunity. And Tom did absolutely nothing with the opportunity. I mean, to be sitting next to the captain and not making an effort after telling him that you're going to prove yourself this charter, that was a dumb move. Yep, I concur with that. I don't know. I think maybe that news he got from home had something to do with it. I feel like there's probably a lot of different factors there, none of which excuse his behavior or the way that he, even though I am very clearly not a fan, the way that he treated Ashley, Right. I think that it could have been another anger Ashton situation mm. pretty quickly. Oh, that's a good And that's point. something to factor in. Yeah. I mean, he did dump a whole bottle of tequila on her head. Yeah. He didn't physically threaten her, but it could have come to that point at some time because he's still very immature. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I was a little surprised that they did it mid-charter. Like that was still the, you have an hour and a half to get off the boat kind of thing when they're in the middle of the sea. Yeah. But at that point, if he's already so distracted and Glenn's got to give him the heads up that he's leaving... Mm -hmm. What good is he going to be if he's already proven? He had this whole little pep talk with Glenn and said, I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to do better. And then doesn't do anything. And so is it better to just not have to babysit him? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I was just thinking because it was in front of the guests, it felt awkward. And last night I missed it. I was talking with Roy this morning and he pointed out that as he was leaving, Tom told the guests that he had some things come up back at home. I missed him telling them that. I just found the whole thing doing it in front of guests awkward. Like, how do you explain that away that you're giving them less service now? You know what I mean? I see your point, but honestly, as distracted as he already was, was he really going to be useful to the team or not? Put him on dishes. I mean, yeah, sure. But I feel like he's still the kind of person that you would have to babysit through that process as well. (laughs) Glenn strikes me as the kind of person who's pretty fair. And if he's made the decision, why string it out? I got you. Why say, okay, you've got another couple of days to just sit here and think about what you've done. Like, let's cut the cord. (laughs) That sounds very principal, very school teacher. (laughs) Right. But yeah, you're right. And I understand it. It's not like I don't understand the decision or agree with it. I was saying last week that he should have done it. I think it was the right decision. I guess it just surprised me. I don't remember it going that way before previously. I could just not be remembering a specific incidence of somebody firing, but it generally happens in between, like at the end of a charter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the ideal, but ultimately here we are and the show is about drama. And again, I think Glenn is a pretty fair dude. Mm -hmm. So if it was a combination of him being like, look, I just can't keep this kid and production being like, okay, but let's send him off in a water taxi. Right. Yeah. At least he didn't get the Danny treatment. Right. (laughs) So there's that. There's that. Yep. So do you want to talk about she who must not be named or do we pretend like she does? (laughs) I suppose we have to. I know. Because there was a lot of things that happened at the very beginning of this episode pertaining to her. Right. And so, I mean, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't. But uh, I'm so looking forward to not ever having to talk about her again. Yeah. 
already. And I mean, we're halfway through the season and I really don't want to talk about her and her little haters and trolls post on Twitter was just nails on a chalkboard to me. (laughs) I mean, she doesn't even have to be like Mother Teresa. She doesn't have to be a saint, but be a decent human. Then I would expect compliments on Twitter if I were a decent human. (laughs) But if I'm showing my rear with a giant bruise on it the whole time, then no, I wouldn't expect people to be talking nice about me. For sure. And to be honest with you, I think the bruise on her rear is just a metaphor for the bruise of her ego in this entire situation. And that's part of what we see in the first few minutes of this episode, where she's acting like Gabby's no competition for her. Mm -hmm. Clearly, she is darling. Yeah. I just, I don't have patience for that. I made a pretty froggy comment on Twitter last night. Ribbit, ribbit, you did. (laughs) About people respecting her wishes to be left alone. And I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah. Because the faster we do that, the faster she fades into oblivion. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, she's coming off of Gabby and everybody knows that Gabby's my friend. And there was a couple of people that were like, why is Adrian even commenting on this? And it's because they don't follow that Gabby and I are friends and I'm always going to stick up for my friends. And I think the way that she's talking about Gabby behind her back and the way that she's treating her to her face are ridiculous and I don't have any time for it. So here we are. There you go. Yeah. But for all of those things to be said and for her to be like, oh no, I could bang Gary anytime I want to. Yeah. I could have had him. Well, why didn't you? No, you went for Tom because you couldn't have him. (laughs) There you go. And why do you need to say this out loud? Yeah. And where's the part that Gary gets a vote? Right. I think he should be able to have a say in it. I fully expect at some point in time that she's going to go up to Gary and do the same thing she did to Tom and be like, don't talk just listen mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what I want here right and we're all just gonna sit there and go oh my god oh my god yeah. oh my god yeah I'm kind of hoping the new deckhand's another girl <laughs> more competition exactly because <laughs> I mean for what it's worth it's not like Gabby's going oh my god I love Gary so much like it's not even like yeah. that it's just like they're hanging out you know right. just enjoying themselves mm-hmm. and Ashley just can't have it because she yeah. well and now tom's gone so who's but she she's not jealous with? she's not jealous <laughs> oh my gosh she just wouldn't stop saying i'm not a jealous person <laughs> really <laughs> really now okay enough about her i'm done with her for this week <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to the gabby marcos thing Marcos has his first little bit of rust on his shining armor for me, because even though Gabby didn't come down and say fire, I've never heard somebody come down and say fire. I mean, I know that's what you do in a restaurant, but I've never seen anybody on any of the boats come down and say that. They always say that guests are seated. Right. So where did that whole thing go wrong, do you think? I don't know, because we haven't seen any of the other stews that are doing service do that thus far unless they just didn't include that Mm -hmm. for some reason well it's only been on for 12 years now (laughs) you know you think they could have thrown it in i'm talking about on this series with this chef okay we haven't seen them do that right so i mean for him to cop an attitude with her maybe he was just a little bit frustrated because this was a more complicated meal and i admit that 
in the past when I have something really crazy going on in the galley that I have gotten snippy before. Mm-hmm. I know you're shocked. Um, <laughs> but for good reason, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. And that doesn't excuse me. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I always apologize after, mm-hmm. you know, but for him, to, the very first time that it happens, it's not like she did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. and it's not like she was doing it to sabotage his food and so if he very easily could have said to her hey I understand that we had a communication issue this is how I would like to do this going forward it would have scored a lot more points with me yeah because it's not like she's done it habitually and now he's just losing his cool right and I get the thing that he can't pre-do a lot of his food but the shrimp tartare wasn't cooked am i correct correct that would have been your favorite <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i don't get he had the bread he had the shrimp tartare i don't know if it just didn't seem like the deal that it was made into for the reaction and to throw her under the water taxi like that to me it didn't. I feel like we missed something. I feel like something was edited out and that's what why it doesn't make sense. Yeah, maybe. It just, something feels off with them and their communication because up till now, it seems like it's been okay. We've had quite a few whiplash moments this season. And this is another one of those whiplash moments where I hadn't gotten enough information up to this point to be prepared for this to happen. And I'm not saying Marcos can't be human and be frustrated. You are under a lot of pressure in the kitchen. You want to put your best stuff out. And on an all seafood meal, which they wanted the seafood palooza, it is time consuming to have to do all of those different orders for them and to get it all coordinated to where it comes off properly. But I don't know. I just felt like Gabby got a raw deal on that one. I feel like she's just getting raw deals everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I see it coming again a little bit too in the previews. So yeah, we'll have to see what goes down there. So let's move on to, well, we'll have to define talent, but talent show. I actually was entertained by it. There were a couple, I have this weird secondhand embarrassment thing where when I get embarrassed for somebody else, I can't even watch not even through the fingers, like my whole body cringes up and I turn away from the screen until I think I'm on to something else. And so it was kind of cringy like that in spots. I was expecting with Gabby's background, I think it probably would have been better to let Gabby do that by herself rather than to couple her with Daisy. But that was a little awkward, but it was cute when the guests got up and then joined in with them. Ashley and Kelsey doing the boot scooting boogie or whatever they were doing was a little cringe as well for me. But Colin, I thought that was cute. His little song, Marcos doing his cookware dexterity, we'll call it that. And then we had Captain Glenn and you knew I was going to love this with his (laughs) one joke. He's like the one joke stand-up comedian. (laughs) And the the joke made me laugh so hard. And I was like, nobody's going to think this is as funny as I do. (laughs) Right up your alley. Yeah. One of the alternative titles for this was Captain Dad Jokes because I loved it so much. But then we got to Gary's strip tease and (laughs) it was funny to hear Daisy saying that it looked like he was doing some kind of chicken dance. 
but he and Jim together were a hoot and I was laughing a lot it was entertaining I don't know that it was talented but it was entertaining I'll give it that I am glad that you as a viewer were entertained I'm just <laughs> going to say this so that everybody hears it mm -hmm. crew on professional yachts do not strip for the guests period yeah. end of story we have seen it happen so many times yeah on these charters on the mm -hmm. show yeah but it does not happen right we are not Chippendales dancers yeah and I give him a lot of credit I give Gary a lot of credit for doing it mm -hmm. but he had the choice of what he was doing it wasn't like he was being requested or told right he yeah. obviously is an exhibitionist and he enjoys that on some level good for mm -hmm. him yeah. But that is not how we conduct ourselves. Right. So that's the difference between real and reality TV. Right. The perpetuation of that stereotype, as far as the show goes, really drives me up a wall. I because bet. there would be guests that would come on board a boat with the expectation that that is what their crew would do for them. And we do not. Right. You know, not a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm certain that in the yachting history, since the show has been out, that that has happened. And that right. drives me nuts. Yeah. Apologies from this viewer who enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sorry. For I'm not scolding you, Jen, for enjoying it. I I'm didn't just... produce the dang show. I just laughed at it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get your point. And I think that we found in interviewing different people in the industry, as well as having you here, that there are distinct differences between what you do for a reality show versus what you do for actual charter guests. And it's important to delineate, I think. And thank God, because I don't want my husband to think every time I take <laughs> off on a charter that my shirt's coming off too. <laughs> no, Andrew, you're safe. <laughs> The last major thing that went on with this episode was the exterior being understaffed and Daisy giving Gabby a call time of seven when Jim is an early riser and was up at six. So for an hour, Kelsey had to cover and that made it so she couldn't uncover things that she was supposed to be uncovering at the time. Where did you fall in the Daisy Gary argument when it came to a head? So this is a tough one. On some level, I understand him putting it on her since she's the department head and she should be on top of those things. At the same time, she could have had a conversation with them, you know, the night before and they said, oh, don't worry about us. We won't need anything, blah, blah, blah. And he might not have even mentioned that he gets up at 6 a.m. Right. So how is she to know? Usually the first day of a trip, if it's guests that I don't know, I will get up early just to make sure, but it's not entirely on her and it clearly wasn't done on purpose to put him in a hole. Right. So I think there needs to be a, a fair bit of understanding and you're a team. So, I mean, it's not like Gary isn't capable of getting a cup of coffee. It's not like Kelsey isn't capable of getting a cup of coffee it's not like they had to go do all the rooms and beds and heads and service and everything like that. It wasn't that extreme of a situation that it warranted, I feel like, an argument like they had. Right. I think he's probably already frustrated because they're a man down. Right. And I think that that's where it was. Because earlier on, the day before, when he was finally getting a chance to take a nap and the guests decided that that's when they wanted to do water sports... 
and he was down and Daisy called him. He had to be the one to get up, give up his nap to go and do that. And I think he was looking for the street to run both ways. He took into account everything she told him last year about them not being more helpful. And he has been in the kitchen doing dishes a lot and has really tried to help out the interior whenever he can. Be more of a team player. Yeah. Right. And I think he was expecting not necessarily for them to help him while they're a man down, but for them to not make their job harder, I guess is what I'm looking at. So I fell a little more on Gary's side on this. I know that there's supposed to be a maximum of time that they're allowed to sleep. So it could have been because of the talent show that Gabby didn't get to go down as early. And that's why she got to come up a little later because even Marcos said that she's usually up by then. So I think that this was a one-off. I don't think this, like you said, was by design in any way. It just kind of happened. But I do think that Daisy could have heard what he was saying more and said, look, I get that you're a person down and I'm sorry that it cut into that for an hour. Yeah. I'm not saying that she had no right to be apologetic. I'm just saying that it's an interesting circumstance. I don't think it's a permanent situation. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to see them go at each other all season. Right. And I agree, but it was like watching mommy and daddy fight and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know if it's too much sexual tension or what, but it was <laughs> a little more intense than it had to be. But I did surprisingly wind up on Gary's side of that, just because I feel like he is under a lot of pressure with Tom leaving mid-charter. Kelsey's on lates, so she's going to bed at 10 or 11, I think. So it's a lot on him because Colin's got his engineering job as well. Right. So I kind of felt for Gary this episode, but we'll see how it goes. He'll probably be in the doghouse soon. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, you got any last thoughts? I think we're good. All righty. Well, thank you all for listening. We will be back tomorrow with a super fan that's sure to bring the laughs. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. That helps us out a lot. And until next time, bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.